Hello and welcome back to another episode of Flush. I'm your host, Tiva, and I'm joined here today by my friend, Marita. Marita, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. <laughs> um, okay, so we're not just joined by Marita today. We're also joined by my dog, Samantha, who <laughs> literally as soon as we started setting up the studio, ran in here, firmly planted herself onto the ground, like refuses, like she has her claws in the carpet, like cannot, cannot. oh, now she's up. Oh, now she's, she wants to leave. She's now like, she you know wants what? to fucking leave. <laughs> the amount that we've tried to get this bitch out of the room. She refuses. She also has this really cute thing that she does. When she doesn't want to listen to me, when she doesn't want to pay attention, she'll pretend she can't hear me. So she oh does my this. God. It's so fucking cute. She'll do it like when we're out on walks. She'll I'll be like trying to get her to go a specific direction that she doesn't want to go in. Sam, you can't come in here and scratch. That's not gonna work. <laughs> She's like, <"Uh-oh."> um, <laughs> we're doing an audio-based <laughs> thing here. But so she'll like I'll be like, Sam, like come this way. And she'll like turn her head away and look in the other direction and like just not pay attention to me and if I finally then she'll like kind of like out of the side of her eye try to see if I'm still looking at her because she thinks if she does it long enough I'll just like give up and she's right sometimes I do oh my god (laughs) but so then like if we make eye contact against like she'll have this air to it where she's like oh my god I'm so sorry like were you talking to me I just like totally didn't hear you I need to use that every day. I'm sorry. Did you say something? Oh, I'm so sorry. I must have been so distracted. She's so, so fucking cute. Thank you. Uh, how are you? I'm good. I feel like, you know, when it's, um, I don't know how to describe it. Like just when everything is happening all at once and you're just like, you know what? I'm just like plop. Like I'm just like. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to describe it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's that season also, you know, like it's a weird combination of people are starting to check out from work, but then there's also a ton of pressure to be getting things done. And then if you're one of the people who's not checked out at work, you then have to pick up slap for everyone else. Oh, for slack sure. was that word, by yeah. the way. I think I said slap. I got it. <laughs> you then have to slap everyone. <laughs> Listen, I've worked in weird places. What yeah, can I yeah. say? <laughs> There's some people you really do want to slap, and you're like, Ugh. have you ever worked at a job where you're just like, if it was only allowed to sit there and just. <laughs> there has been a job in my past where I'm like, you just want to like scream at the person and mm-hmm. you're like, I don't know how you think you have a right talking to me this way, mm-hmm. but if we were on the street, <laughs> it would be a different story. I would slap you. <laughs> yeah. I've had a lot of weird office dynamics, but I also have like hooked up with people everywhere <laughs> I work pretty much. So. I'm really creating the, in fact, I think all of the office drama and all of the offices I worked at were probably centered around me choosing to fuck my coworkers. So So that's fun for me. But it's, have you ever had a workplace fling? 
yes. or anything and it's so badly fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. no 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 until it ends it's right. so fun then when it ends know, it's, it's like it's all so fun and games until you're like really going out of your way to avoid each other at all costs and oh you're like God. I just need to get a new job at mm-hmm. this point mm-hmm. I um I don't think I've like told anyone this but my first job out of college I worked at a like a think tank like a public policy think tank and um I had this coworker who's so cute. Like, so I'll, I'll show you photos later. He's so <laughs> cute. Um, this Mormon guy who I talk about a shocking amount on this podcast. I feel like it comes up like every third week. <laughs> and we literally had like a thing for, I don't know, a month or two, which is also crazy because he was devout Mormon. Like we would always flirt, always flirt. And I remember other girls in the office were like, girl, what's going on here? Like, you're obviously hooking up with Chad. And I was like, no, no, like literally nothing was going on. We just were flirty. But I always in my head, okay, do you have this thing (laughs) where I feel like white guys aren't into me because I'm like too ethnic? Like, do you, have you ever had that where you just think? I don't know. Now I'm trying to think about it. Mm, I don't know. I don't think so. Okay. I don't think so. But like, have you dated white guys? Kind of. Okay. Like, more like a, like, talking stage. Yeah, 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 But yeah, not, yeah, like, yeah. actually, yeah, like, that's yeah. that's fine. That counts. Okay, but you've <laughs> never felt that, like, inferiority almost. Like, oh, that they'd only be into, like, blonde, white girlies. Not that, I mean, you are white. Right? You know what I <laughs> yeah, mean? Yeah, but, like, yeah. you're more ethnic kind of white. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think if I've, not that I know of. Not that I know of. I can't I can't think of a situation or a time. Okay. But you have? I, <laughs> I have always had that where I'm like, oh, this like if a guy looks like a Ken doll, like there's no way he'd be into me because he would only be into like a blonde white kind of girl, you know? Yeah, I get what you're saying though. Yeah. Was- so I just never like with guys like that, even if they show interest, like I would never think that they're into me so I remember when Chad and I by the way this is the first time I've ever used someone's real name really I thought about trying to find a nickname but Chad is so fitting and honestly I'm sure there's like 10 million Mormon Chads out there <laughs> so I don't think this is giving anything away like I don't think anyone's gonna hunt him down um <laughs> But yeah, so I just like didn't think he was into me. And then on top of that, he's Mormon. I'm really not Mormon. You know? <laughs> know. <laughs> like, I'm like, no. As far from Mormonism as it gets. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, well, there's no way this guy would ever be into me. Um, so I didn't think much of it when we were flirting and stuff. And then one night we all went out for someone's birthday or something. And he, you know, was sober because he's Mormon. And so he gave me a ride back. And actually another one of our coworkers was in the car with us because he got in a fight with his girlfriend. He was like, can I like crash at your place? And I was like, sure. (laughs) And so he's like in the back seat. We pull up to my apartment building and he was like, I could feel a fucking vibe. So that dude just ran out of the back seat and ran upstairs into my apartment. Oh my God. so awkward I'm sitting in the car with Chad and then we kissed and I was like oh my god like what is this so we had a thing for a while and I was really really into him like I even met his parents oh my god no, that's I know. serious I think he yeah. was like, in love with me although is it okay let me ask you is it serious because I feel like these days everyone meets everyone's parents so quickly 
You think so? I don't, they're, like the people, some of the people that I've talked to, they're just like, oh yeah, I met their parents like two months in. And I'm like, okay. Like, I mean, two, I mean, I don't know. Is two months like too long? I think it short? depends on your family. Yeah. Right. Cause like if I had True, like really super welcoming. Yeah. If I had like <laughs> really like kind of like American chill kind of parents who were just like really fun, let's say. I would introduce everyone I've ever met. That's you know so what I true. mean? Meanwhile, my dad <laughs> didn't meet my boyfriend until we'd been together for like literally over two years. <laughs> so. I feel you on that. Yeah. <laughs> I had to, like, it's so different. I think if you don't have those types of parents to understand, like even the first time I went to Australia, um, we had been together for like, eight, nine months, something like that. It wasn't that long. Obviously, I met Ozzy's entire family, but I had just traveled across the planet. Right. Yeah. So it would have like, been where are you gonna go? Yeah. yeah <laughs> I didn't. Um but I remember like they were like his mom and his aunt and stuff would talk to me so much about like marriage and stuff like that. And I was like yeah, that's all well and good, but like literally at some way, I think it was his brother was like, oh, and like, what does your family think of, um, you know, they say his name, not Ozzy, but Ozzy. And I was like, oh yeah, my dad's never met him. And they were all like, what are you talking about? People are super shocked when you are like, oh, actually it's not happened yet. And they they can't wrap their heads around like how, why not? And yeah, because for them, it's like, they were like, you're in the same country, like how, but I really tried to explain to them. I was like, it's a very different culture. Like you don't just like, you're not like dad, I have a boyfriend. I still, now that my dad has met him, he asks about him every day. I would never use the word boyfriend with my dad (laughs) ever. No, no. (laughs) What do you say? Like this is, you just say his name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, okay. So my mom, my brother and my sister-in-law met him like, pretty early into us dating my dad was conveniently out of town and um (laughs) we were down there for like a day so they all met him and they all knew about him too because like they had known about him pretty much from the beginning because I was like so into him I would talk about him um plus I well okay at that point I had not been to Australia but either way my dad knew about him before um he met him but All this time, like, I never brought him up to my dad and my mom and my brother and stuff would never bring him up when we were around my dad. Or like if my mom and I were on the phone and my dad was there, she would never like bring him up. But then finally one day, I think this was like early last summer, my mom was like, you need to tell your dad about Ozzy. And I was like, oh, what are you talking about? And she's like... (laughs) it's you guys have been together for like almost three years like this is getting crazy like you can't and she was like honestly a he's your dad he owes like he you you owe him that level of respect which I was like I'm sorry but like if it were up to me I would have brought every fucking boyfriend home like before it was he's your dad you can't disrespect him by bringing your boyfriend (laughs) home and now all of a sudden he's your dad you can't disrespect him by not like oh uh, I I didn't know the playbook changed like when did it change no one informed me I know and it's also like can you just tell him like it's it's like one of those things you just want to hide same I was like wait but I thought you told I, I thought you would tell him when the time was right mom and she's like no it's not my information to tell and I was like okay 
again, like, <laughs> I didn't know we were doing this. <laughs> like, um, yeah, she was like, you're putting all of us in an awkward position because we're all having to lie for you. And so I was like, oh, God. And so uh, then I kind of had it in my head that I had to tell him at some point. And then we were on the phone like a week later and there was such a natural opening. I don't remember what it was. That's beautiful. But I was like, like he had had a dream about me oh my or God. something. And so I was like, oh, by the way, dad, there is a guy that I'm interested in. <laughs> And was he just like, okay, silence? Or was it like, No, he was like, oh, tell me more, blah, blah. And so I like told him a little about him. And he's like, oh, that's your Australian friend who you keep going to Australia to see. Keep in mind, I've been to Australia multiple times at this point and spent like a month or two there. So he's like, all right. Like he probably kind of knew. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's not. Yeah, exactly. So that was my thing with my mom also. I was like, well, he obviously knows because I keep going to Australia and stuff and she's like no but still you have to tell him tell him and I was like again it's just like be clear with me about what the rules are and I will follow them but I can't like I didn't know that all of a sudden I you know like before it's too fast now it's too slow like I don't know what to do um but yeah I don't remember how we got on this bizarre tangent (laughs) (laughs) now I'm really trying to think back Chad and Mormon. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So his parents were going to be in town. This may have been even before we hooked up. I can't remember. Um, but I remember the entire time I was like, what is this man's intentions with me? Because he obviously like doesn't want to marry me because I'm not Mormon. He doesn't want to fuck me because he's Mormon. So like, what exactly is he trying to get out of this yeah, situation? Confusing. That's super confusing. Oh, I- okay. Wait, wait. I remember why any of this came up. This is so cringy. It's so embarrassing. But um, when it kind of fizzled with him and I, I was like bummed, you know, when we worked together and we'd see each other all the time. And so I may not have even fizzled at this point. I may have just like started to get insecure for whatever reason. I faked flowers being delivered to the (laughs) office place from a guy so that he would see. Like I paid like a hundred bucks to have flowers delivered to myself and pretended they were from some guy. Did he have a reaction? Probably not. <laughs> I don't remember, but probably not. Like, I think that's most embarrassing about it, honestly. That is so funny. <laughs> I can't remember if... Um, I'm trying to think if I've had any stories like that where I'm just... Where you're... I mean, were you... Okay, did you... Were you really, like, infatuated or anything with him? Or was it just more like, mm, let's just see where this goes and, like, it's fun? I always rationally knew that it was going to go nowhere, but I really liked it. Like, I don't think he knows how much I liked him. Like, I really liked him. He's one of the few guys looking back that I've ever had anything with. Like, and I'm talking like just from flirting to, you know, full blown dating, whatever. He's one of my favorites. Like, he was just a good guy, like, and just fun to be around and cute and funny we had a good sense of humor connection and just you know how there are people who you implicitly trust yes Mm -hmm. like you just get a good vibe you know they're good people he's one of them really yeah that's it's okay so 
I do feel like that with people, but it, I, it's very rare. I have yeah. to say, because there's people that, you know, just instantly you're like, mm, maybe I need to take some time with yeah. you. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me get to know you a little bit. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a little bit of that wall built kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And then like once in a while you meet people where you're like, oh my God, like, did we know each other in a past yes. life? Like how, like, Absolutely. it's so great. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he was, he was one of those guys I really liked. Um, <laughs> not proud of the flower thing. <laughs> and the thing is like, I don't even think it was just that I sent the flowers. I'm sure like at lunch I was like, yeah. And I went out last night and I met this guy and like, blah, blah. like I was like talking it up so much, by the way, the guy that I pretended sent me the flowers, uh, there was an ounce of truth to it. I had gone out the night before. I did like hang out with this friend from college and his roommate who was really cute and like all those things were true. But that guy was like so not into me. <laughs> like, and I'm out here pretending he's like pining after me yeah, to the point like, where he's so in love. Yeah. Me flowers <laughs> at my work. <laughs> I love you. Yeah. So embarrassing. <laughs> No one knew. I mean, until, unless they watch this. And yeah. until now, <laughs> Chad, if you're out there. <laughs> Chad, if you're out there. I think he's like married with kids now, which I mean, God, at this point, we're kind of old as fuck. So, of course. But um, but I, I, I think he's been married with kids for a really long time, really? probably. Every yeah, I mean, time, he's Mormon. Every time I think of Mormon now, I, I mean, I don't know if you watch Salt Lake City, Real Housewives. Oh, oh my God, of course. Yeah. So every time I think of that, I just think of. Salt Lake City, <laughs> the girls from the cast. Yeah. How do you feel about it? I, or do you not really watch it too? Or no, no, that's no, one of, I okay. really watch it. I may not have seen like the most recent mm-hmm. episode, but I'm very caught up. I also was just listening to, do you listen to Watch What Crappens? Do you know what that is? No. Do you know, do you know what it is? No. Okay. I so don't. you know how Watch What Happens is Andy Cohen's yes. show. Watch What Crappens is a podcast. These two guys, um, Ben and Ronnie hosted, and they just, it's a Bravo recap podcast, but it's so funny. Like ask Ozzy when we're done, I'm playing it constantly. And they're so, and they do like voices and impressions of them. Oh my God. And so it's like the show where they talk about all that crap on Bravo is what they say. That's what's that. what happens. Um, but yeah, I was just listening to their Salt Lake city recap from a few weeks ago. Um, I love Salt Lake city. Um, I, I will say I don't, so like my experience with Mormonism is a lot more like Heather's experience mm, with Mormonism okay. versus Lisa Barlow's experience with Mormonism. That's why I would get like confused sometimes. I don't know much about it. Yeah. But when I see the two and how she is versus Heather or how Heather's experience from what she explains was, yeah. I'm like, hmm, that's very opposite. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> let me just tell you this. There is no fucking way that Lisa Barlow rocks up to church in a tiny strapless dress. I'm sorry. Like, I don't care what religion you right. are. No one is doing that. No one is. Like, I don't care if you're, like, from the most progressive. Like, I don't even know what the most progressive religion <laughs> might be. But, like, let's say, like, a very progressive Christian church that's, like, very LGBTQ friendly and stuff. Mm-hmm. You still are not rocking up to church in a strapless dress. Like, that's just not happening. Case closed. Right. Right end of discussion but in mormonism 
if you have been through the temple, which not everyone has, like Lisa has not, um, you have to wear Mormon underwear. And Mormon underwear is like kind of like long johns, but it goes to your knees. And then this kind of like long sleeve shirt. And there are a few reasons why you would go through the temple, but I think the biggest one is if you go on a mission trip, you have you go through like the I don't know if it's I picture it as a ceremony. I'm not entirely sure, but from that point on, you have to wear Mormon underwear all the time. So do you remember Heather was like, I went to this wedding and I had to because like you have to wear this fucking long ass underwear, so like you can't show your shoulders, you can't show even like your biceps. You can't show like anything up to the knee. That's just wild to me. I I remember her saying something like that in an episode and I just wasn't, I think I just kind of check out sometimes. So (laughs) I was like, oh, that's interesting. But then when I heard about Lisa and she's like, I can just wear this and it's strapless. I'm like, "Mm, now I'm confused. Yeah. (laughs) And I mean, listen again, because Lisa hasn't been through the temple, like she, it's a little bit different, but I don't really know. I don't know. I don't don't really fucking know. I do think Salt Lake City is probably the strongest this season of any. There's so many Bravo shows on right now. And I think Salt Lake City is like where it's at. It's so fucking good. I love Salt Lake City. And right now, Potomac. I don't know if you watch Potomac. Potomac, I think Potomac is probably the best franchise. Although I I will say I don't watch um, Atlanta. That's going to be next on my list. Atlanta's fun. Okay. I'm going to start, like, maybe when Ozzy leaves, he's leaving next week, I'll go through Atlanta from the beginning and binge the whole thing. From the beginning is amazing. I mean, it's it's like 20 years. I can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, my God. Nini, I wish she was back on. I'm I'm sure that's an unpopular opinion. I'm sure people Mm -hmm. are like, "Uh, nope, we're happy that she's not here. But I loved her. She was so freaking funny. Mm Mm-hmm. And, oh, my God, I can't remember the other one's name. Kim. Them two together were chaos. And yeah. it was the funniest thing to watch. And I feel like it's fun to watch right now, but it's not okay. It's not like as funny as it was. It's yeah. just more like there's a lot of pettiness. Yeah. Got <laughs> it. You okay? Guys, Sam's taking over the show. <laughs> I know. Okay, sorry for that interruption, you guys. I literally don't know what we were talking about other than Salt Lake City. <laughs> um, Atlanta. Oh, Atlanta. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Kim. Wait, and Kim is the one who's like maybe getting divorced right now, yes. but they keep changing their minds. They keep changing their mind, and I don't get it. I'm just like, it's. I don't know. I don't know how you are, but yeah. for me, like. When, when I'm done with someone, it doesn't have to be relationships. It could be friendships. It could be, it could be anyone. When I'm done, I'm done. Like, I'm just like, mm, it's not worth my energy anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's just, but also I give a lot of my energy to people, mm-hmm. which is, I guess, my fault. <laughs> but no, no, no. you know what it is? <laughs> you, I think, are just securely attached because that's a normal thing like if you're a normal obviously it's kind of a toxic word but it's 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 a healthy functional response when you're done you're done but when you have anxious attachment or fearful avoidance what's really really common is you you're not actually done 
is the thing. Like you pretend you're done. You're, you say you're done. Cause either if you have fearful avoidance, like maybe you're like, I'm done. But then five minutes later, you're like, wait, no, no, no. But like, what if I don't find anyone else? So you kind of go back to that. And then with anxious attachment, you don't even like, you're really just pretending like you're just mm-hmm. trying to get there. Like, it's like, oh, oh, I've know, been there. I yeah. definitely, but like, I think, that's it. But now like today where I'm like in my yeah. mindset today, like if I don't want to, if I'm done with like, it could be friends. Yeah. Relationships. It doesn't matter. But if, if I'm like, if I've made that decision and I yeah. really thought about it and like stood in it and I'm like, you know what? That's it. Yeah. It's not worth my energy and I will never, which is kind of bad No, because then I kind of, but then I kind of just am like, all right, that one's done. Case closed, but Mm -hmm. put away and then move on. And it's, I get kind of, I don't know the best way to describe it. It's like, I don't know how to describe it other than I kind of act like you don't exist. But that's exactly what you're supposed to do. Okay. That's exactly, especially in a breakup. I think it's a little different with friendships because we can have so many friends. You know, there's mm-hmm. kind of no limit to it. I mean, obviously there's logistical issues at some point, <laughs> but, um, but there's kind of no limit to it versus if like truly, truly, truly when I give advice for breakups, act like they're done. It's the best thing that you can do. Don't talk to them. Don't check out their social media. Don't look at old photos. Don't look at old texts. Act like they act like they're dead. They never existed. Eventually, you're gonna have to unpack and work through what you went through um, to you know be able to up level and grow. But the initial stages, like they don't exist. It's done. Case closed. Mm -hmm. It's the healthiest, most functional thing. And the people who don't do that like myself historically and clearly Kim and what's his name? Roy Bierman is, or I don't, Croy. Croy. Yes. Croy. Bierman I think, is the last name. I think. Um, sure. <laughs> like clearly, I think they both have some kind of attachment issue. Again, I've never watched the show, so I don't know. And I know she had a spinoff, right? Yes. With Which Croy. I want. I d- yes. And I they hear was, it was like their whole, really good. it was a fun, it was, that's why I was like, wow, they seemed so in sync. Every everyone I know who watched said they were shocked. But here's the thing: over the past, like, what is it, year and a half? I feel like it's cut. Like one minute they're not only divorcing, but they're fucking like calling the cops, suing each other. They're like, it's Weirdest. like they're taking it to the most extreme place humanly possible, and then the next minute they're getting back together. And it, it's truly your toxic, that's like, exactly. trauma bond mm-hmm. relationship. That's exactly what they look like. It's almost like, I mean, I don't know if you've ever been in a situation like that where you're just like, F this person, I'm done. And then you're, you are like, okay, let's give it another chance. And you're just giving and giving. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't really know. I mean, to your point, it's just the attachment. Yeah. But then finally, when your mind catches up with everything and you're like, all right, Screw the feelings. Let's get real. Is this person actually right for me? No, not at all. No. And then it just is like, for some people, I know it It can take longer. I mean, for me, it's just like literally a switch where I, it's the weirdest thing. It is very odd where it's just once my mind, it's yeah. with anyone, once my mind is like over you, I'm just like, mm, I don't care anymore. Yeah. It's so weird. Again, I do think that's so healthy. I actually think it speaks volumes about your mental state because that's exactly how it should be. Like once 
once someone's shown you that they can't be what you want them to be mm-hmm. and then on top of that once you have accepted that because I think they have to show you over and over and over again for you to fully accept it which also is healthy by the way right, like if yeah. someone like one time does one thing and you're like boom I'm yeah, done that, and that's, that's bad. crazy yeah. too <laughs> <laughs> but once someone's shown you and you've accepted it like to be able to just leave like I remember I used to just be in these super toxic relationships and like things would happen where I'm like, this isn't what I want. Like this guy's giving me the ick. Like I'm disgusted. I don't like it. But then I would end up going back every fucking mm-hmm. time. And then the next time we'd get in a fight or something, I'd remember the fact that I would go back. And so I would try to up the ante so that there would be no reconciliation because I knew I couldn't trust myself to not go back. So I'd be like, let me act as crazy as humanly possible so that this guy is like, fuck her. I'm never going to talk to her again because I knew I couldn't trust myself to actually walk away. That's so interesting. I never thought about it in that way, but that makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that that's a lot of the time when people do these really crazy things. Like I think really what they're actually trying to do is just burn the house down, you know, like escape. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I need you to leave me because I can't do it. (laughs) Literally. And it's so it takes a lot of strength, though. I have like when I don't just because I know some people are like, well, it's harder than it. It is hard. Mm -hmm. It is very hard if you're in a toxic, it could be family, friends, relationship. If you're in that toxic environment, it is very hard to leave because sometimes you're like, well, this is what they've shown me or they had little like glitter of love. And like, I felt it. I know the potential is always what people talk about too. It's just, Mm -hmm. oh, but I know what they're capable of. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it takes a lot to get to that level where you're just like, no. And it could take a huge situation or an event to happen where you're like, whoa, that's, that's it. I'm done. Yeah. Like this was beyond crazy. So I'm good. (laughs) Yeah. 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 For sure. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things is don't date someone for their potential. Like if you're not for sure and it's fine for you to want things to evolve and get better and things like that. But if you're not willing to be with this person the way the relationship is today, get out. I totally agree. I don't know if you feel this way with Ozzy, but I'm sure you do. But I feel with Ace, I call him Ace, literally call him Ace. Cute. Um, I love that. I feel- Wait, I'm going to start calling him Ace. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Next time you see him, yeah. Ace. Uh, I feel like he is truly my best friend and that's always what I wanted Mm -hmm. in a relationship. So all the other ones that failed or just weren't like something was missing and it was always that friendship. Mm -hmm. When I dated people in my past, it was just more of like, we weren't friends. We didn't really have anything in common. Yeah. Whereas with him, it's just like, we're always laughing. We're like little kids. Mm -hmm. It's like... Mm -hmm. You know, like there's, of course you learn, you grow together, which is important though, if you want to learn and grow together, but have that communication, but that's going to take, that takes time. Yeah. I mean, everybody, somebody said this to me once and they were like, um, you live with siblings, you live with like your parents and stuff. They drive you crazy. Mm -hmm. So living with a partner or whoever you choose to live with. Yeah. 
it's just it's hard too. like you have to learn each other's like okay this is annoying or this is okay that's maybe I'm the one that's being annoying or all right Mm -hmm. you know and you just start to learn from there and yeah it all as long as you want to do it together because there's it gets difficult if somebody is checked I've heard this too like where someone is putting in so much and you feel bad because you're like clearly this per this person is putting in so much time so much energy and the other person's not putting in like mm-hmm. even even the base of what they should be doing and then stuff like that is just more like I don't think that they're mentally checked into the relationship so as long as you and your partner are both like no I don't care what we go through I just want to be going through it with you mm-hmm. then that's to me the most important thing yeah mm-hmm. yeah beautifully sad <laughs> <laughs> I love that um what Oh, so I know a little bit about your background, but what, like, when was the moment where you were like, oh, well, okay, <laughs> two, I guess, questions, because the answer might be different, although it might not be. Um, when was it when you were like, oh, I'm actually into him? Because Marita and Ace started literally as friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when was the moment where you were like, okay, like, I think this might be, like, it, the thing. Let's see. When I was into him, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is a funny story. <laughs> when we were actually supposed to meet up with all of our friends and we were supposed to go out, just have drinks and stuff. And little by little, people were just canceling. It was the weirdest thing. Mm-hmm. To this day, everyone's like, no, we just canceled because of work or whatever else is going on. And I always ask Ace, I'm like, all right, did you like <laughs> set something up here? <laughs> He's like, no, I swear. So I had go, gone over to where he was living at the time and we were like pre-gaming mm-hmm. and he was making me a drink. And I remember I was like, at that time we were just friends hanging out. I was like, I'm so off dating. Like mm-hmm. I, uh, no, I don't want to date anyone. I don't want to talk to anyone. I just want to have fun. Like not even in terms of like boy fun. Like yeah. just literally have a good time. Yeah. Like that's it. And he was making drinks. He makes us another one. And then I, I just remember sitting there thinking like, he's just sitting on one side of the couch. I'm just on like over here. And I just remember thinking like, why is he sitting so far away? Does he not like me? And that's when I started thinking like, whoa, wait, do I like him? Yeah. And I just remember scooting closer and closer. <laughs> and he was just like, he is just the most confident person. And he's so funny. And he just is, I don't know how to describe it. Like, he just like doesn't care what anyone thinks. Yeah. And I honestly, I admire that because sometimes I wish I had a little bit of more of that because yeah. he's just like, mm, oh, well, I don't care. Yeah. And so that would, that draws me to him even more, but he, he's literally just himself mm-hmm. and he's just unapologetically himself. He's like, mm, if you don't like me, goodbye. Mm-hmm. I don't. <laughs> so that's a great quality. Yeah. But we ended up leaving that night, going to have drinks. And then by the end of the night, we're over here making out. And I'm like, he swears it was me that put the move first. I think it was him. To this day, no one will know. When drinks are involved. (laughs) (laughs) Only because of the couch story. Right, I know. I bet it was you. (laughs) I can be fiery. So when I have that, (laughs) add a little drinks in there. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Especially I could see, like, I could see myself in that scenario being like, 
wait, what? Like, no, but like, you must be into me, <laughs> you know? And he played, he would just play it so cool. So I never thought that he liked me in mm-hmm. any kind of way. Cause he just was acting like my friend. Like mm-hmm. I could just talk to him like a friend, which I look in hindsight. I'm like, that is amazing that that happened because I don't think I would want it any other way because we built that friendship first and Mm. now like everything else just fell into place. Yeah. But the way our, it was like, I don't, it was like an accidental first date. The way that all happened before, even before that night. Um, sorry. Like, oh, you're fine. (laughs) (laughs) So our friends again were supposed to meet us. They, it kept happening. That's why I was convinced. I'm like, are you telling people not to show yeah. up? Because I'm like, this is like the second or third time. <laughs> so they, we were supposed to meet up and have like just wine somewhere at a wine bar. And one canceled, one had to go into work. And then I was like, well, I'm already like back in this area. So if you're still down, I'm still down to have a drink. And he's like, yeah, absolutely. So we go, we have a drink. The there was a couple sitting next to us. He gets up and goes to the bathroom. I'm just like, okay, like just sitting there waiting. And the couple, the guy goes, oh, is that your boyfriend? And I'm like, no, that's just my friend. And he's like, oh, well, you should really give him a chance. And I'm like, this is really weird. He doesn't know these people. <laughs> so he comes back. And he's like, do you want to have a nightcap? Which is the first time I've ever heard of that. So I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> he was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> We go to the next bar, we get a nightcap, and then the same thing happened again, this time with a different, this is some random guy, and I'm wa- I go to the bathroom this time, I'm walking out, and he was just like, oh, he's, you should really give him a shot, and I was like, who are these people? Yeah. And then I tell him, and he thought I was lying. He was like, are you trying to like, I think he <laughs> thought that I was trying to like give him like signs or something, yeah. and I'm like, no, not at all, like. I just think this is so weird that this happened. And he was like, yeah, that's weird. I still think he doesn't believe me. He probably thinks I was intentionally saying it. But no, I was just like the way the timing was. You didn't know these people. It was just this older couple sitting there. He's never met them in his life. And then the next play, I think he might have known the second guy. But Mm. I don't think like to a point where someone would come up to me and say something. Yeah. Like, just more, like, passing, like, hey, what's up? Like, Mm -hmm. I know you kind of thing. But, yeah, so that was the first time. And then after that was the couch situation. And then, yeah, and then the rest was history. We started talking and then, yeah, started watching Game of Thrones. I don't know if you've ever seen Game of Thrones. Yeah. Okay. He was the one that popped my cherry for Game of Thrones. You know what's funny? The very first time I watched Game of Thrones was with Chad. Get out of here! (laughs) This is really just a chat appreciation Chad, episode. Chad needs to write in. Yeah. <laughs> Chad, I think, would be so pissed if Chad, Chad, Chad would be like, Chad would just be like, okay, let's have a chat. Yeah. <laughs> Chad, um, I also gave Chad his first blowjob ever. No way. But it was, I mean, I don't know if it like counts as a blowjob because like he pretty much came like immediately, but um, <laughs> I probably had my mouth on it for like one second. Oh when he's my god! No, I know. Oh, I mean, but <laughs> like you know, that's so not yeah. like Mormon. Oh, like Chad. it's so not allowed. 
I'm probably sending Chad to hell, quite frankly. Are you guys, like, does he have social media? Are you guys friends on social media or anything? We follow each other on social media, as far as I know. Okay, does he see me? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I would be so, what about the people you guys work, you guys worked with? I don't really talk to anyone anymore. Okay. I can't imagine. I'm like, imagine like, they DM him like, hey, I think this episode's about you. <laughs> I can't imagine anyone listens. But then I'm always shocked at the people I know who do listen. Like once in a while, someone will reach out and be like, oh, yeah, when you talked about blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, shit, you listen. OK, oh. <laughs> I will make a mental note to never talk about you. <laughs> yeah, that's that could be uncomfortable. I can imagine. There is one girl where I just like decided, fuck it. Like I'm going to talk because like she said one thing one time, which implied that she listens, but I can't imagine that she would actually be listening. Um, and then I've talked about her on the podcast. Um, I, I don't know if you've heard the episode, but for anyone listening who recalls, she's the caviar girl. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> yes. And like at this point, I don't like, Hey, if you're listening, it's fucking douchey. Your caviar behavior is douchey. Yeah. <laughs> I, when you, I'm always listening at work and yeah. I'm just like, <gasps> And then my, my coworkers like, what happened? I'm like, oh, nothing. And I'm like, <laughs> the reactions I give, I'm like, this is like, <laughs> I can't. So that's probably the worst one. Like, that's the one where I'm like, ugh, like, it's a little cringe if she is listening and hearing that. Um, I was a little nervous when I released that episode to like maybe get a nasty DM or something. Yeah. But honestly, I would have been like, I stand by everything that I said. I think you're a wonderful person. I don't know why you're acting like such a douchebag with caviar these days. Like, it's so fucking weird. It is so weird. It's so weird. Like, caviar just got really trendy in the past few years. And people just <laughs> act like like new money trash about it. Like, it's so weird to me. That just reminded me of Real Housewives of New York. New York yeah. City with the caviar and on the cracker was it the cracker it was or? Pringles which I okay. bet would be really it good it probably would be good but I'm just like when everyone made such a big deal of it I'm like is there is this really such yeah. a big deal <laughs> like <laughs> it's caviar like is it really a big deal to make a whole episode about it like mm -hmm. I don't understand <laughs> yeah yeah oh back to Salt Lake City oh yeah what do you think of Monica? She annoys me. Okay. Why? She, I think it's because she, uh, and I feel bad saying this because mm -hmm. this is her trauma, but she talks about her mom mm -hmm. and the way her mom acts and how she's one way, but then a day later changes. And I'm like, girl, that is you. Like that well, is, and I get it. It's like, that's the, what she saw growing yeah. up and. But I'm just also like, you're kind of bashing your mom a little bit on national television. And then you're also acting like her. So how do you not see? Well, I don't think she has the self-awareness yeah. to see that. But I, okay, I love Monica for two reasons. Number one, I just think she, I think it's a smart casting choice to bring in someone who has like pretty much nothing to lose. Yeah. Because they'll, they'll her, you she, heard her backstory too. Yeah. Oh my God. I was like, who? Girl. Yeah. So she really like she just came in guns blazing and like is so, like sh she really brings it. You yeah. know what I mean? Like she doesn't care about being like she doesn't care. Like she's just fully there. Um, I do really, really empathize with her. I do think her mom is like 
incredibly emotionally immature Mm -hmm. and you're right monica's the exact same way because that's 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 how it happens like it's not i remember i was talking to someone i want to be careful about actually protecting this person's identity this time okay i was talking to someone and someone who knows my family but she's not like related to me um but knows my family really really well Mm. and she was saying like about me and my brother and stuff and she's like you know I don't blame your mom for not teaching you guys to like regulate your emotions because of everything you know your mom had been through blah Mm. blah and I didn't say this to this person because I don't think she had like the capacity to understand but you don't teach people to regulate their emotions you regulate your own emotions and thereby they observe and they learn it's not like long division like there's no like sitting here and like you know carry the one and right. then blah 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 like that's not like it's not something you teach yeah kids, only were that easy yeah, yeah kids become regulated because they observe their parents and they're co-regulating with their parents that's all it is and i think monica really really exemplifies that because even though she recognizes that her mom's behavior is unhinged and toxic and problematic in all of these ways she literally can't help herself but behaving in the exact same way Mm -hmm. because she doesn't know anything else that's what she was modeled and she hasn't I mean all of us can obviously grow out of that via you know therapy and like doing intense inner work which clearly she hasn't had the resources to do yet but so I'm not saying like if your parents, you know, were emotionally immature, then that's what you're mm-hmm. stuck with forever. Like you can grow out of it. Like I think I'm a lot more, you know, in control of my emotions and stuff now than I ever have been. And it's because I've done so much fucking inner work. But at the end of the day, it's not it. It really is the result. I mean, the apple truly does not fall far from the tree. Yeah. Usually it's just, it's stuck to the side, you know? No, totally. And you can pick <laughs> up little, I mean, it might not be, ha- I mean, I, I've even like looking back when I was younger, I would do some crazy things and I'm like, okay, well, I know where this stem from, this stems from, mm-hmm. but I agree with doing the inner work, but you also have to not be in denial. Yeah. And I think some people, they find it very like it's very hard for them to actually admit that they're in the wrong and that maybe what they're doing or the way they're reacting is actually not okay. Yeah. And I, I don't, I mean this, and if you watch the most recent episode, you'll, you might see it, but she was actually taking accountability and, and stuff for a certain situation. And I was like, okay, that's great. But then I just remember her mom came to her house one day and was like, Hey, I just wanted to apologize. And I'm really trying to make it work with you. And she just shut her out. So I'm like, you can't expect people to be welcoming in your behavior. Mm -hmm. But then you're also not understanding. Like, I, yeah, yeah, I I get it. Yeah. I mean, listen, I just heard the statistic and I can't get enough of it. Mm. Um, They did this study. I have to find the details of the study. I have to like actually properly read it because I'm probably saying it wrong. Mm -hmm. But the way I was told about it is, Pretty much, like, if you were to pull people and ask, like, are you self-aware, pretty much 100% of people would say that they are. But based on the experiment that they did in the study, they found that only, like, 
10 20 percent of people are actually self-aware like it was something shockingly low and i guess it makes sense that if you're not self-aware you would think that you're self-aware right because if you're aware that you're not self-aware then by definition you're probably not self you're probably not not Mm self-aware you know you have some level of self-awareness if you think you're not self-aware um but if you're not self-aware, of course, you're going to think you're self-aware. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just like it's part of the definition. So that's one thing. The other thing I was going to say is I say this a lot. Your temperament, your behaviors, your you know lack of emotional regulation, your insecurities, your lack of confidence, et cetera, generally really are not your fault. Like they generally really are the symptoms of unresolved trauma, but they are your responsibility. Yeah. I... There, it's something so important to also learn how to understand people's background because mm-hmm. so many people also want to just sit there and say, all right, you know, like your behavior is X, Y, and Z. They don't want to figure out like what makes the, like why. Mm-hmm. So like going back to what I was saying earlier, when I was like, I'm when I'm done with someone, I'm done with them. But I also have before being at that stage, I've also gone to that point where I'm like trying to understand them. Okay, well, like, let me know about like no more of like why you're feeling this way or like, let me try to get a better understanding. But a lot of people don't do that. They don't want to they don't want to understand. They no, don't want to know yeah. what that person might have gone through. They don't want to know, you know, you're I mean, it, it yeah. It's just like, just like sometimes when you feel like you've already had to be the understanding person so often, you just don't have the energy to explain something to someone. You're just like, you know what? It's not, yeah, it's, I'm, it's not for me to explain to you. Like, yeah, do your own reason. (laughs) Yeah, no, a hundred percent. And you can have compassion for someone and understand where they're coming from, but also not be willing to be a victim of their bullshit you know like totally. two things can be true at once mm-hmm. um but also do you watch miami no that's the oh. one i don't watch my miami friend is, is tell- so good my friend and my sister tell me to watch it all the time i do not watch it okay I need I to only, get on it yeah <laughs> i only started when it rebooted a couple of seasons ago okay. so i didn't watch the og wait so there was two is there two different well, okay. so they had like there were like three or four seasons originally, like ten years ago, and then it was canceled, okay. and then they brought it back like two, three years ago. Um, I believe it's largely the same cast as the original. Maybe they brought in a couple of new people. Okay. Um, but I think it's largely the same cast. It's so good. It's so. But like I said, I only started watching post reboot. But there's this one housewife. She was definitely part of the original Adriana. And she... I hear a lot about her. Okay. (laughs) Or watch what happens live. I'll see the guests that come on. And that's... Yeah. That's the only reason why I really know about anyone is because they'll be on there sometimes. Okay. Yeah. You should definitely watch it. It's so good. But um, she... Like, you know, I was actually just talking about this with my brother the other day. He's like, I just hate that fucking chick. And like, she really can be such an asshole. But she really doesn't mean to be like she's one of those girls like, you know, like the girl in school who like was kind of ostracized and left out and like the pretty girls were mean to her and stuff. And then she says like weird mean stuff. Mm -hmm. And but it's like I don't think 
like it's weird she makes herself the villain and I think that maybe in a way I know I've done this so maybe I'm projecting my own shit onto her but I think (laughs) that maybe in a way if she acts mean or bitchy or whatever then it gives her a sense of control rather than just being the person who's not liked like I know that I've makes done sense this. though you know what yeah. I mean like I've done this both in romantic relationships and in friendship situations like if I thought for a second that someone's like pulling away or like didn't really like me then it's almost like I would without even realizing it it wasn't like a conscious strategy but without realizing it I would start to be mean or be nasty or be cold or be distant or whatever Mm -hmm. and I think in my fucked up brain it was a way of being like oh no you don't not like me I don't like you that makes sense you know what I mean I feel like I've done that before too for sure yeah and I think that for her she's so like she's just kind of losery (laughs) and I don't think she wants to be and so Mm -hmm. it ends up like she ends up overcompensating and acting just like really quite nasty sometimes and I do think that like some of the girls I think have a lot of compassion for her and can see it and so they'll kind of ride for her but then the rest of the girls are like she's such an asshole and like I do get again like I don't think you have to put up with someone's bullshit right to be a kind person at all but I do think like what you were saying before if they could just like take a moment and see where she's coming from and if if they just accepted her a bit more mm-hmm. then she wouldn't act like an animal yeah <laughs> I agree and then there's some, and then to like on the other end of it then there's some people who they do try to understand and they try to talk to them and then they're still continuously acting mm-hmm. like an asshole and you're just like all right like now I've had it you're just a mean girl at yeah. this point <laughs> yeah or mean guy whoever yeah yeah no literally that's why I love Bravo though I think it's such a good um tool for psychoanalyzing Mm -hmm. like it's a tool like if you're really into like I just am fascinated by human behavior if you're kind of into that and you like dissecting why people behave the way that they do that way too Bravo is so good for that Mm -hmm. because it's not you can't write this shit you know what I mean have you ever been to BravoCon no I went with my best friend last year um was it in the city last year or maybe it was, yeah. it was either last year or two years ago. Okay. If it wasn't two years ago, then it must've been last year. I think last year may have been the first year back after okay. COVID. I it think was I'm not chaos. sure. It was It was, we couldn't see a single, we would wait in a long line, could not see a single person. Like just if they kind of briefly walked by, we saw them. I just remember being so disappointed because it was really? just so like, so many people were there you couldn't really move and then you would see like I love Craig I really wanted to see Craig Mm -hmm. shout out Craig and Paige love them I know I (laughs) love them and they were just off. like Craig was just off and he looked like he was the nicest like saying hi Mm -hmm. to everyone from the distance and we waited in this line to go take a picture with him for two hours they cut the line off like you at a certain point they just cut the line off and they're like all right well that's too bad like you don't get your picture so you're literally waiting in these lines mm. all day and i mean it's it's a little expensive so yeah. <laughs> no it's like really expensive yeah. so some people get the three-day pass so they can try and like try at least and get it for one day it's still pricey 
And we had no luck in getting pictures with anyone. It was just kind of like we were walking around and like seeing people from a distance. And then they had the special on Peacock, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And we were like, oh, we could have just seen it. (laughs) Yeah. Did you go to like any panels or anything? We tried, but we couldn't really hear it was, I don't really? know what, it was a, it was a little chaotic, I gotta okay. say. And I think a lot of people, I was reading on like Instagram and like on TikTok, there was stuff, there was comments and people were like, it was just, they should have had it a little bit more organized, mm-hmm. but I'm like, it's, it's a lot of people. So I get it, but it's, it's disappointing. People, yeah. My friend is, she lives in Ohio. So she literally traveled yeah. and I'm like, see, that's where it gets a little yeah annoying. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I do wonder if it, those things were better having it in Vegas this year. Because, like, Vegas is built for this type right. of thing. That's right. That's why I was like, that would have probably been more fun. Yeah. And then there's places to... I mean, not like there's, like, no places to go later in the yeah. city. But <laughs> over there, it's just... I don't know. It's just you know, a different, it's different... But I've actually never been to Vegas. Yeah. I went one time. It was when I was in college. There was... um a like economics conference going on. So I was there for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm not a Vegas kind of girl. You like are it's not, not the first person. The amount of people I've heard this year saying that Vegas is overrated. Mm-hmm. I'm just, now I just have like, I, I've never really had like a reason that I wanted to go, but hearing you say that, I swear to you, you're like the fifth person this month to say that. And I'm like, okay, well it's, yeah. Good to know. <laughs> now I'm kind of curious to go again. Who knows? Maybe Ravicom next year. So like, yeah. if I had a specific reason, I bet I'd have more fun this mm-hmm. time. Um, it's just not like overall, like I don't like to gamble. I don't love to drink like I will, but it's not, you know, it's not the thing that I seek out the most. Right. Like I don't like it's it feels very artificial to me. Like, even, like, the fact that you literally never know what time it is. Like, things like that. Is like that I'd, a thing? Well, in the I'm casinos, sure it is. <laughs> they, like, are really pumping it with, like, oxygen mm. and, like, light and stuff like that. Like, people will be up literally all night gambling and, like, have no sense of what that time is it is. wild. And it's by design. That's crazy. Oh, my God. I can't even imagine just, like, leaving and, be, and someone being like, "You that was yesterday. And be like, what? What do you mean? No. That, I've only been here for two hours. No, no. Yeah, <laughs> this is a whole new day. That type of thing really freaks me out, you know? <laughs> and then I also find gambling environments to be sad mm. because there's a lot of, like, actual gambling addicts, and it's really sad watching them. It is. I know. Some people, the length that they go, yeah, it's... I mean, they could, it's, it's one of those things though, where it, I don't know where it stems from mm-hmm. in a way. I don't know if you've ever, like, I've seen things in the past where people are like, if it's not gambling and you stop, like if you're, if you have that addictive, like a personality yeah, kind of yeah. type, then if it's not gambling, it's something else that yeah. you're addicted to. And that's where I'm like, that's a little scary. Yeah. I actually, I dated a guy who had a, addiction problem it was like pretty serious and I was pretty young so I don't think I fully grasped it but when he stopped using drugs he started gambling oh my god 
and it like two extremes yeah yeah that's when it clicked for me i was like no no no, this guy has like a problem and it's not and that's kind of when i was like okay we're gonna break up like maybe not right this second but we're gonna break up like this isn't just like whoopsie he became addicted to pills and he'll get off it and he'll be fine like this is he has like a lifelong serious problem um it's really hard it's hard on the family i mean if you're with someone, I mean, I don't know how you felt during that time, but you're just feeling like, what can I do to help? What can I do to help? Yeah. And there's, there's literally nothing you can do. Nothing. Like it's all them. Yeah. It's, they have to figure it out on their own. But that's the sad part is like, if you get to that stage of truly falling in love with someone that has some kind of addiction like that, you're just like, I want to help. I want to help. Yeah. And it's just out of your hands, but it gets hard because then it's like, how do you exit or what do you, it's, it's tough. It's really tough. I don't know what I would do if I was in a situation like that. It's so like, let me just tell you if like for listeners, if you're dating someone and they have some kind of addiction problem and they're being really proactive and like want to get better and stuff. That's great. Like, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but really think long and hard. Am I okay signing up for this Mm -hmm. life? Am I okay bringing kids into the world with this person? Like, am I okay with every time they walk by a bar, every time I don't hear from them for a few hours, like wondering, like, and I'm not saying like addicts deserve love too. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. Yeah. It's it's just think long and hard about what you're signing up for. Mm -hmm. And like, do I have the capacity to be signing up for this? Cause it's not for the faint of heart and you're really going to have to ride for them. And there are probably a lot of sacrifices you're going to have to make in your own life. Um, so yeah, just, think about it that's well said yeah and well it's said. it's also the <laughs> constant fear yeah like our if depending on what type of addiction but it's the constant with some it's the fear of are they gonna make it home yeah like it's yeah or am I gonna or to the point of gambling am I gonna have a home like yeah. it's like it's a lot of fear that you have to constantly it's a lot of stress on the body yeah it's a lot of stress and then it can cause depression and yeah, it can, things just spiral. So yeah, to your point, think hard about yeah. the long run for that. Okay. This is a very strange note to wrap up on, but mm-hmm. I literally will pee my pants <laughs> if I don't go. <laughs> so we're going to start to wrap up. I, by the way, yesterday I was on like a work call, literally a work call. And it went on for like an hour and a half and finally, like, I was, like, really holding it, but I was like, yo, I'm so sorry, but I will poo my pants if we don't get <laughs> off the phone. And she's like, oh, my God, go, go, go. <laughs> so I will Good for you for pants. saying it. I could never. I <laughs> no, like, one thing about me is I'll be very upfront about poo stuff. I love that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know about you, but I can't in public places. Oh, girl. I could not. I can't. I can't do it. Yeah that's a conversation yeah. for another time I literally will pee my pants so we'd like to end every episode with gratitude so mm. do you have anything you're grateful for try to make it quick ace for sure Aww. my family my nieces and nephews soon to be nephews I'm so mm-hmm. excited um love them and my family yeah Okay. I know it's my first time here, so I, yeah. I'm allowed to say that exactly so what Marita's alluding to if it's your first time listening <laughs> I encourage you as you're listening to us say Mm -hmm. things that we're grateful for. I encourage you to say things that you're grateful for. Just 
don't repeat the same thing is all because the science of why gratitude works is basically it's the your brain scanning for things to be grateful for that's actually strengthening the part of your brain that looks for the good in life um so i will make mine super super quick um, <laughs> i'm grateful that i have not yet peed my pants because <laughs> i've been working very very hard at it um i am grateful Ooh. I have this Kosa's lip oil that I fucking love. I'm really grateful for that. And, um, oh my God. Oh my God, I'm going to pee. I'm grateful that <laughs> Ozzy was here to help us with some camera Shout stuff out setting Ozzie. up. Yeah. Okay. I literally, I'm like starting to tear up because I have to pee so badly. I have to run out the room. Guys, rate, review, subscribe. You know the drill. Thanks Ooh. for listening. Thanks, Marita, for of being course. here. Um, yeah. Okay. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>